Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Happy day, Nikki Kinzer. Yes. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, the world uh, according to COVID, and uh, we've been doing a lot of extra podcasts, and and uh, we've been talking about how to talk to your kids and dealing with the grief and dealing with all. And, and today we're going to talk about something that uh, undoubtedly you are dealing with, even if you're not dealing with any of that other stuff. And that is, how the hell do I work from home with all my tech? There are too many choices. That's right. We got to figure this out. And so uh, we have a fantastic guest in front of the show back to talk to us about just that. Before we do it, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and if you're listening live, then I, you know, I don't need to tell you this. But if you're not, if you're just hearing this in the podcast feed, you might want to check out patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. You join us as a supporter over there at the deluxe or supreme level. You could be watching this on video right now as we're recording from the future. There's a whole time thing, uh, but we would love to have you there. We'd love to have you interacting with our guests and asking questions. And that's what you need to do to get that benefit. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. In addition, we do uh, we, at various levels, there are different benefits. You get to access to the online community. And one of the most important uh, anchors that I think our community has is the accountability channel in our on in our online community on Discord. Uh, where our users are helping each other, doing uh, all kinds of study halls on Zoom where you can get on video and just have an accountability partner who's helping you get through the next hour. Uh, all kinds of resources are available in our online community on Discord. Again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. To those who are already members, thank you so much. To those just considering it, we are warm and willing welcomers of new people. So come join the fun. Bob Levitas, Dr. Mac, is a well-known technology authority and author of more than 80 books, including his latest, Working Smarter for Mac Users. He's a tech columnist for the Houston Chronicle, and we're happy to welcome him back today to talk to us about technology now that we're all working from home. Bob, welcome back to the ADHD Podcast. Look at you, got your prop book all ready to go. Prop book, prop book. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Uh, 
It's funny. I, I've been getting a lot more email than usual from people saying, how yeah. do you do it? You know, because I work at home. I always have. And so one of the things that drove me to write work, working smarter and learn these productivity things is finding out I had ADHD. Yeah. Then I became obsessive about like, okay, so how do I not work 15 hours a day and do four hours of work? And, and that's been like my obsession for 20 right. years. It took that long for it to gel into a book and an online course. But, you know, I, I've just, I, I've been focused on how do I get this stuff done and not be in the office at 11 at night going, why didn't I finish at 11 that? in the morning? Um, yeah. which is, which is how it yeah. was. So people have been turning to me. A lot of people that don't, uh, aren't, aren't used to working at home ask me, you know, what are the secrets? Yes. Yeah. And I want to so, know. And, and that's, <laughs> and that's the whole thing is, is like, I wrote a whole book about that. It's like, what do you do when you have ADHD and you have to be responsible for yourself? Right. You don't have an office full of people breathing down your neck. You're self-employed or, or you're a freelancer. And, you know, for me, if, if I don't type, I don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my, my gut is to not type as much as I can. Anything shiny, yeah. I'm there. And, and I know that about myself. So the thing that I find the most powerful is the Pomodoro technique. If, if I don't do Pomodoros when I need to get stuff done, I, I climb down a rabbit hole and do something that I want to do or something less odious and I don't get stuff done. So every morning I make a list of the things that need to be done. And, and do a Pomodoro for each one, 25 minutes. I was going to ask you, you do so the traditional you know, 25-5, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do 25, I don't do uh. five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish I could say I do 25-5. I, I do more like 25-20. Yeah, yeah. um, but the <laughs> thing fair. is, I use yeah. the, but I use the 20, I use the 20 effectively and efficiently. I go for a walk and I listen to a podcast mm-hmm. maybe, or I exercise. I, I take longer breaks. But they're productive breaks. They're not focused 25 minutes. But I like, I'll go for a walk. Sometimes I'll answer email on my iPhone when I go for a walk, mm-hmm. get it out of the way so I don't have to spend 25 minutes answering other emails or I'll do triage while I'm walking. Okay. So they're not non-productive. So my breaks are longer, but I try to work in some work. But when I need to focus, when I need to be in the zone, I set the timer, I close the doors, I turn everything on do not disturb. You know, if you've got kids or pets or or, or uh, family, you have to work mm-hmm. with them. They have to work yeah. with you. You have to say, you got to understand that when I get in the zone, it takes me 20 or 25 minutes to get back in the zone if you interrupt me. So when I close the door and put the sign that says, enter at your own risk up, please don't come in. And, and I had kids, yeah. you know, I mean, they're grown now, but they were young at one time and they had to learn that you can't just run in dad's office screaming and talking because that really isn't a, a polite. Right. Yeah. I would and have so, to put it so, a, a, uh, outside of my office, even as the door closed, it didn't really matter because I have glass and so they could still see me. But if I put the chair in front of the doors <laughs> in the hallway, then they knew don't even go by the chair. Like you can't even. <laughs> Being next to the chair. My office has glass yeah. doors and I put curtains on oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't right, see right. in. Uh, I, I, that was terrible because they'd walk by and they'd be, like, be waving while I'm writing. <laughs> and I'd see them out of the corner of my eye. And it's like, oh, that's only slightly less distracting than walking right. in and screaming. 
Right. I just have to say how so, much uh, I love the idea curtains. of Nikki barring her office door with a chair. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, a chair. There's less safe cracking going on in here or something. That is yeah. amazing. Well, and I would say, unless you're bleeding or dying, or even yeah. if you're just bleeding, like if you're dying, you can, you can come bleeding. get me. But yeah. <laughs> Only if you're bleeding profusely. Yeah. Right. That's what I tell mine. Right. Is, you know, if it's just a little Band-Aid thing. Exactly. Your mother <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious when you think about your list, and this is uh, before we get into the technology stuff. How do you uh, wrap your brain around how many things you put on your list on a given day? Like, what, what do you count as a win? Okay, I'm going to give everyone here, everyone listening, a freebie on me. If you go to workingsmarter.com, slash free, you can download the worksheet I use every oh, day. Great. I made it for myself. After trying like 19 different uh, mm-hmm. journals and, and uh, books that had plans mm-hmm. and planners and stuff. Oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. I, he's got another prop. Oh, he's got no, another no. prop. Uh, another prop. I ended up making my own. It's called the <laughs> Super Plan Productivity Planning Worksheet. And, and you can download it. It's a PDF. Just print them. I print them for every day. And one of the things I like to tell people is print it. Don't put it on the computer and right. fill it out. Why? Because my computer screen's got 13 windows mm-hmm. on it, and I, I will never see it again. If it's on my desk in handwriting, it can always be on top where I can see it. And I have the, the last section is random notes. That's where I jot down the stuff mm-hmm. for tomorrow. And so I need it handy. So it's always where I can see it. It's always kind of in, in my brain. And what it's got is down the whole left side is hours. So I put two things per hour. Okay. That's 225 minutes with a break between. Um, and I try to, you know, start early and get the, the most important stuff done early in the day. Is that because you work best at that time? Is, is Yes. I'm sharper. sharper. Yeah. I get, I, I lose my sharpness as the day, as I get more like tired and, and distracted. Early morning is when I can get in the zone and stay there. Also, it's yeah, quiet. Right. It's like seven to nine o'clock. Nobody calls. The doorbell mm-hmm. doesn't ring. There's nothing else going on. If I can get that, those two hours in for Pomodoro's, I'm already four hours into a work yeah, day for right, most people. Right. You know, I've finished. And then I, I isolate the three most important tasks on the same sheet. And, and I put them in a separate section, even though they're pomodoro I want to make sure that I know those must be done before I do other stuff. I try to space things out. So I don't like to uh, work on the same thing for more than two sessions in a row because I feel like I just get burnt. I need to switch it off. So, but I'll, I'll list the three that are most important. So I know to come back to them if I didn't finish them or whatever. And, and that's always staring me in the face. There's three things you got to finish today. These are them. They're in your list, but make sure that gets taken care of. Okay. And, and because of that, so that's my daily thing. And then for everything else, I stick it in the reminders app, which is just a to-do list. You know, it's the one that comes with mm-hmm. your Mac and your iPhone. But all I do is everything that isn't today or this week or current project goes in lists in reminders, which I look at maybe once a month. And I move things into the current thing or, or I delete them and say, I'm never going to do that. I don't care anymore. But but my my to do list got to be eleven twelve pages before I realized it wasn't mm-hmm. effective. It was I was cherry picking fun things to do instead of doing the things in the order they should have been done. And, and yeah, it's like I finish something, cross it off, and yeah. So you're 
I just want to be clear. Your reminders app is sort of what you're using as kind of a master kind of brain dumping list. Long-term. It's It's, long-term. Nothing in there needs to be addressed today. It's stuff that I want to do. Or if, if it's calendar, if it's if it's date sensitive, it goes right. in the calendar and I get a reminder that, you know, you need to start on this now. Like taxes. Yeah. I just moved that reminder out <laughs> right, away. Right. <laughs> yeah, you break. <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be like for next yeah. weekend. It's like, okay, you got two weeks left. If you haven't done it yet, yeah. do it. Uh but okay. anyway, so so time sensitive stuff goes on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Long-term thoughts, like when I was doing a TV show, I would have ideas for segments. I'd just throw Mm -hmm. them in there. I don't need to think about it now, but I don't want to forget it. I can come back and look at all the things I thought of and pick the one that's best today. But my to-do list became totally ineffective. When it got to 10 or 11 pages, I thought there's got to be a better way. And that's when I, I started testing self-journal and bullet journal. And I mean, they're all good in their ways. And I think I probably stole a little bit from everybody in making my little worksheet, but that's what I need. And and I encourage people to try this and then figure out what they need and make their own if if it's not. Well, and I would say, I would add our technology, we have a technology uh, area in our community and it is full of people like me who are just sort of alpha to-do list people. And like, we just love it. Like our, our Pomodoro breaks are, let's go try a new uh, to-do list system. That's, that's just where we live. But my hunch is, I, I, I've yeah, been right? there. And, and, and I gave it up for this reason. I spent more time playing with things and getting things done. I pl- spent more time tinkering with my system than I did working. It's like, oh, oh I could optimize this by making this yeah. automated. Oh, uh, boy. And, and, and an hour later, I'd go, but I didn't do any work. I'm sure, Pete, you don't relate to that at all, do no, you? No, I don't like, know anything that's about this. That's not what you no. do. I, I've absolutely <laughs> been there, Pete. <laughs> but but this is this is my point. Like, uh, I... I and I love those yeah. programs, but their time sucks for me. They're they're like a rabbit hole of totally. their own. It's they're my cat. I video. have to I have to to I have to really do some intentional planning on when I'm going to allow myself to do that because I know now in my head it that's my dopamine push. Right, that's where I go. My inclination is to try yeah. every new thing that comes out. Like oh, mind mapping. That might yeah. be good for doing a to-do list. I'm going to have to try this mind map. <laughs> That's how my head works. Yeah. But I've learned my lesson, and, and so I've got this really simple system now. Do you think that correlates, Bob, with the amount of gray that's growing on your face? Because that's happened to me. Like, my simples have gotten progressively <laughs> simple uh, the more gray I end up with. As, well, that's because we we remember yeah. that. You know, it's like... So this this was my whole As point. Time Look, passes. I, I feel like if you don't have a simple system yet and you're struggling at home, it is quite possible that the simplest system of just having a checklist is going to save your bacon day after day after day. Try something. Don't feel like you have to go all in on an app to manage your tool. Isn't that strange advice for a technology podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, have a plan. Yeah. Don't just wake up in the morning and walk in and say, I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go into the office thinking, I'm going to just do whatever needs doing, you will end up doing the wrong stuff and you'll spend a lot of time doing it. If you walk in and say, I know what's important and this is what I need to work on today, 
then you you're you're already way ahead right, of the right. game. When I when I when I would walk in the office and just look at the to do list for what yeah. to do next, it was a disaster. Let it me was- ask you something. Um, so when you have that plan and you're going into the office, because you work on your own, you you're not in an environment where somebody's watching what you're doing. How are you pushing through motivation or just that self-discipline of actually coming in the morning and not just doing something I else? found a really easy solution here. Let me stand up and show you. But I, I, I say the hardest part about working, of, about writing, is keeping your ass in the chair. So I have straps <laughs> on my chair. I strap my I strap my ass to the chair oh for twenty five minutes at a pop. Oh my god! I'm not I kidding. I was so not expecting that answer. So I have ADHD, and that is one solution. Wow, my that's mind fantastic. is so blown right now. I that know, is the right? best thing I've ever seen. Wow. My favorite quote is: yeah. "The hardest part about being a writer is keeping your ass yeah. in the chair." Yeah. And I, when I saw that, I thought, "Oh my god." An analog solution. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> to keeping my ass in the... I love it. I love it. And, and wow. by the way, it's a lumbar support, so it straightens <laughs> right. my back up. If I don't have the straps on, it's got a, a, a hump that makes me sit up straight, which helps me not get back aches from sitting and typing so long. Wow. And unfortunately, I think they're out of business. It was called Posture Keeper. <sighs> and it was $89. Wow. And I wrote her a beautiful endorsement. I wrote a whole column about it. I said, you know, if you're having trouble getting stuff done, just strap your ass to the chair and set a timer and don't undo the straps until until it's done. Because then your fingers will be on the keyboard. You might as well work. Wow, that's I'm not great. kidding. That is that is I have seen a lot of things in 10 years of doing the show and I've never seen an ADHD solution quite, quite like as that. inventive as that. Yeah. Fantastic. I, and what's funny speechless. is I, I did not plan yeah. that. It's like when started talking about how do you how do you self-motivate at yeah. home yeah. well i just attached myself <laughs> so to the no if i could glue my hands to the keyboard i would then i'd have no choice right brilliant wow that's awesome this yeah. is one of the things i came up with i don't put the straps on all that often yeah. anymore yeah. but there have been times when i've said oh, oh my god i'm fidgety i don't want to work i'm going to strap in for 25 minutes and do what just, you yeah. can Get this yeah. done. Yeah. Get yeah. it done. Awesome. Well, and I imagine too, like just the physical sensation of the straps on your shoulders is enough of a kind of device that says, "Okay, it's I'm in work mode now." It's yeah. Serious. I mean, they're just backpack yeah, sure. straps. You can mm-hmm. you can get loose if you want, but but it's a it's like a constant reminder for me, and, mm-hmm. and it works. Next level is if you and have your actually, wife come in and actually lock it to you, so you really can't get out. If yeah. you're really if you're really <laughs> having problems, you might want the one yeah. with the lock. <laughs> But then you might also want that app that like doesn't let you use the yeah. internet for 30 right. minutes, no matter what you do. I forget what it's called. I put, I wrote about yeah. it in the book and I said, this is pretty drastic because there's no way to override it. I it's mean, serious. it's designed for someone that's absolutely going to jump down a right. rabbit hole and it will, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it goes deep in the guts of your system to keep you from 
opening any anything. Right. Well, apps. all right. Yeah. I I gotta I gotta ask your uh, your insights on a, at a higher level. We've we've all made this transition to working at home, right? And I I'm you know in this I too work out of my house, Nikki. We work out of our house, and I the the number of people who just sort of descend upon my daily life is they never leave their homes anymore. It's actually gone way way up because they're not at work. Uh, what's your sense as you kind of survey the landscape about how we the people are doing with regard to our technology. Do we get it? Are we having kind of an easy transition? Is it been, what are you seeing? I think so. Yesterday I had a uh, video briefing. Now, the thing is, I would have had a video briefing anyway, right. but they weren't that used yeah. to it. You know, these are people who are used to going out and doing live dog and pony shows. And, and now they're doing it on Zoom or, or mm -hmm. go to meeting or something. And they were uncomfortable with it, but they were they were mm -hmm. troopers. I mean, they had technical problems, and uh, I, I think people are ad adapting very well. And I think a lot of people, or most people, are having a sense of humor about it. I know the zombie apocalypse uh, hashtag is mm -hmm. huge because that's what it mm -hmm. feels like. It's like you go walk outside, you can't you you can't help but wonder when the next person's going to shout out of the out. bushes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because there's nobody yeah. there. It's like my neighborhood is I go out for walks with my dog and and usually I see a dozen people between here and the park, mm -hmm. you know, uh 4 blocks away and mostly lately maybe one person out and they avoid me like mm -hmm. the plague. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. Too soon, yeah. Bob. And I avoid them. <laughs> but but I do think um so far most people are handling it pretty well and and I don't think a lot of people are cracking under the stress yeah. yet. Yeah. But I think if it goes on a lot longer, people who aren't used to it. See, I'm used yeah. to it. To me, not going out for 4 days feels right. normal. I mean, sometimes I don't. I don't have yeah. to. And, and the traffic in Austin is so bad that if I don't have to go out, I try mm -hmm. not to. So it's pretty normal for me. But I realize that people who are used to jumping in the car, going to work, going to the grocery store, going out for drinks after work, it's, it's making them a little stir crazy. Yeah. And so I wrote a column about things to do during the zombie apocalypse. Right. If you're if you're home and you find yourself uh, watching cat videos or you know, uh, binge watching Netflix or something. Here are a couple of things you could do that are more constructive. You'll have to give us the uh, link to that so we can put it in our show notes. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Absolutely. Show notes already. Yeah, good. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good call. Read, Read a book. book. Pick up some paper. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or, or get the Libby app and check a book out of your library. Which is exceptional. For free. Yeah, the Libby mm -hmm. app is fantastic. And you know what? Uh, it also lets you, uh, uh, can Canopy, I think, is the one that actually lets you check movies out uh, from your library for free, which is an exceptional yes. app. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. What? But I was trying to I was trying to do a more yeah. intellectual thing because you can stream yeah, lots right, of stuff. Right. What do you, what do you but, what's your sense of essential services for those who are transitioning from work? What are the things they need to be thinking about to to get their to get and keep their home technology and sanity uh, up to snuff? So all of your devices have do not disturb modes. <laughs> Learn to use them because if you need to work, that email that you're getting a notification about isn't important enough to interrupt mm -hmm. your work. So I, I know how to turn all of my devices on do not disturb with one click. So on the on the Mac, you click the 
upper right corner where the little notification center icon is, you option click it and it just turns it on till tomorrow. You can turn it off when you're done, but I just option click. You can I open did not it know and, that. and flick the switch. Well, there's a there's a good shortcut, but that's the that's fast way. Wait, on the left Same thing or with right? your iDevices. The right. the right, the far right, the far right. It's like so it's, it's there the, are three dots with the one lines. Bring out oh the my gosh, it's right there. Option click that. So if you option click that, it puts you in do not disturb. And if you option click it again, it turns it off. So that's yep. what I do. Same thing with the phones. Uh, phone, iPad. It's on the uh, control yep. center, so you can just swipe up, tap, done. Now I can do what I need to do, and I don't have to worry about my technology. You know, interrupting me because if it goes mm-hmm. ding, I have to look. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just the, the way, way my brain works. So I shut them up. And, and people know that. You know, it's like people used to expect me to answer a text in like three seconds. Now everybody knows give it at least 25 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, it's like wait till he finishes the Pomodoro right. and he'll <laughs> right, get back right. to you. Uh, you've already mentioned uh, Zoom in terms of, uh, of getting in touch. I mean, Zoom is having a hell of a two weeks. You got to know. It's the right uh, platform at yeah. the right time for this. It, my wife had a Zoom happy hour the other mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Virtual happy hour with four of the... They used to go out. All the neighborhood ladies would go out a couple times a month. And so they all Zoomed. It was pretty cute. My wife was like, I downloaded Zoom. It doesn't do what it's supposed to. I looked at it. She she downloaded something that adds a Zoom lens to your oh. camera. <laughs> Now that's not Zoom. That that's called, uh, and it was called Zoom app. Oh, like, that's well, cheating. Did you did you look at the description? Was it like, did it say video conferencing? Yeah. N- n- no. Oh well. But she was so cute. They were. She sat outside so that people would uh, see the beautiful greenery in the backyard, and she ordered me to uh, put on a bow tie. Oh, good. You're going full down. Bring her hors d'oeuvres. Oh, yeah. I brought hors d'oeuvres and I served her a mojito. (laughs) Oh, I can see that. Yeah, her friends loved it. Great. And I was in shorts. I'm I'm like in a bow tie and white shirt (laughs) and shorts and sandals. But you can only see me from here. That's right. It doesn't matter. It was cute. But I think people are really adapting to this. I mean, those people have no tech at all. These are this. My wife is like, how does my phone work mm-hmm. again? How do I how do I send it? Well, and that's the thing we're seeing. She's like, there's r- so not. There's techie. a lot of fear for a lot of people who are used to having all this stuff just taken care of for them at the office. And I think it's it is a very <laughs> real sense of kind of desperation when now you just have to make everything work. Well, you know, if you're a Mac user and your friends are Mac users, you've got FaceTime mm-hmm. built in, and you can video conference with a bunch of people at once in the Messages app for mm-hmm. free. And you know, they'll be shocked when I've been FaceTiming a bunch of my you know people I haven't talked to in a while. Rather than just calling, I just mm-hmm. FaceTime. Yeah, they're always shocked. Sometimes they don't answer, but uh, when they do, it's really fun to it see is. someone face to face and talk to them. Rather than just, yeah. I've been seeing that as a as a very normal thing. Like my kids, they see their FaceTime or Zoom or whatever is or Google Meet. I think they can spin up a voice and uh, video. They can do the video, and it's just one of those things mm-hmm. that has become very quickly in terms of the adoption phase. It has become in two weeks the standard way of communicating. Well, it's it's so easy, and and especially Mac to Mac or Mac to mm-hmm. iPhone. 
It's all yeah. built in. You don't have to get an app right. or anything. You know, it just works. It's right there when you try to call someone. If you tap a different button, you get yeah. a FaceTime video call. Yeah. That's great. And my, my mother-in-law even does it. <laughs> she's 88. That's fantastic. But she's been doing yeah. it for yeah. a while. Yeah, she thinks well, she well, the, the grandkids told yeah. her that. You know, it's like, hey, you got an iPad. You can just press that button and video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Well, we, yeah. So we, our family's big on like video chatting, mm-hmm. but I have to say my kids are bigger on texting. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's asynchronous. Yeah, right, right. You no know, commitment. it's like they don't answer their phones. Sometimes they don't answer yeah. their videos, but they're great about messages. Yeah. Text message. Right there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I found it interesting. You know, we've, we've, we're starting to have this kind of touch us personally and know that others are, are increasingly as the days go on are seeing it touch them. And we have, you know, a, a dear friend's father who's in ICU and in, in uh, Washington and like it turning on video and and, and running a quick Zoom meeting from his iPad has been, um, you know, essential because no one can go see him. He's completely alone. And uh, that... Well, especially for anybody that's in right. quarantine or isolation, right. this is fabulous. Is just fabulous. I mean, I take it for granted because I use it all the time, but I realize that a lot of less tech-savvy people don't really get that this is so available yeah. and easy and and really free if you're on right. wi-fi right. you know you're not paying for what data are your, uh, so what are your other essentials you've we've talked about your pomodoro do you use an app for pomodoro or do you just use uh, god forbid a clock no uh, well i i depends uh mostly i use an app on the mac called Zonebox. Oh, it's free and it lets me write down all, well, I like, I like two things about it. Number one, in the morning, I just load up all my day's Pomodoros in a list and I can just, uh, delete mm-hmm. them as I finish them. But more than that, it puts a purple progress bar in the menu bar. Oh, nice. So at, at, at 13 minutes, it's halfway across the menu bar and I can just look at that and know how much farther it is to the end. And I gotta know mm-hmm. that. It's like, if I don't know that, I'll spend all my time obsessing about how much time has elapsed, how much is left. So if I can see it, it's like, okay, I can do 13 more minutes. It also puts the the numerical uh, value. Mm -hmm. So the the number of minutes left and the purple bar are in the menu bar and in its window if you've got its window Mm -hmm. showing. So I can always see where I'm at in my Pomodoros and when I'm done, I delete them. Or if I didn't finish it, I can move it down the list and do it again later. It's a flexible way to keep track and do the timer and have it right in front of me so I don't have to look around. I also have a a little timer on my desk that I can use in a pinch. And I've used my iPhone uh, timer when I'm traveling or something. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, don't want to use something on a Mac. Sometimes I work when I'm not at my Mac and then I have to use a regular timer. But it doesn't matter what timer or what app. The Pomodoro technique works if you make exactly. it work. Right, right. You know, it's all about saying, I'm going to spend 25 minutes focused on one thing and one thing only, and I'm going to work on it as intensely mm-hmm. as I can. And then I'll take a break and do mm-hmm. something fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the carrot and yep. stick. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like, Absolutely. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, communication. We've got uh, managing your time against your work. We've got uh, keep it simple, stupid, uh, 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 use paper for daily tasks. Any other essentials we need to be uh, thinking about? Have a plan. Don't walk in the office thinking, I'll just yep. do it. 
write down the things that need to be done mm-hmm. somehow. If you don't have a plan, then you're just fumbling around in the dark and you're wasting all that time trying to decide what yeah. to do, much less whether you pick the right thing. Spend five minutes every morning thinking about your day and what needs mm-hmm. doing and, and fill out a form or a, something. But, but make sure that you have a concrete list of things that need to happen today. Because if you have it physically, if it's there, if it's in front of you, you tend to do more of them. Even if you don't do them all, you're going to be cognizant. Mm-hmm. And and unless that stuff's in front of me, other stuff becomes right. important. Right. You know? Right. So having having that on on top of everything on my desk and being able to go over and look at it and see what's left, it, it, it works mm-hmm. for me. You have a map. I mean, you're guided at least, right? So you you have direction. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to have a plan mm-hmm. every day or you end up spending a lot of time determining what's next and usually not doing it well. You know, if you've got a pile of things to do and you haven't really thought through what needs to be done by five o'clock today, you'll probably pick the wrong thing. And you'll find out later that you have to do something by five o'clock and you'll go crazy. And I hate that yeah. feeling. So yeah. I've learned, you know, I've learned how to almost, almost eliminate it. I don't know. Well, that, that may be the high bar, right? Almost eliminate. <laughs> I feel like it's been, that's, it's that's been 20 good. years. I think that might be the best yeah. I can do. 20 years. And that's, that is about as good as I feel on any given day. I do. At least I know now, you know, it used to be, I didn't even know and would spend way more time now. If it happens, I catch myself and I go, okay, you don't have time for this. But I'm trained. I mean, 20 years of training, it's like, it took a long time. That's exactly it. And that's something that I would say as a, as a coach out there for all those people that are, are working from home right now. They're not used to working from home and they haven't had the practice and the time that the three of us have had to get adjusted, uh, to, to definitely give yourself a lot of grace. And it's, uh, you know, just do the best you can, right? I, I, expectations right now should not be at their highest level. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to say, okay, this happened. <laughs> I'm okay. I did the that's best right. I could and that's, that's right. it. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Instead of obsessing, because usually if I think I didn't do the best I could, it bothers me for until I fix it. Well, that's on the, that's sort of on the backside for me. The other side is just overthinking the front end. Like working at home doesn't have to be that different than working at work, right? I mean, you can write documents, you can send emails, receive emails, you can do video calls. Uh, There are some challenging things when it comes to, uh, let's see, pri- accessing private information. I've, I've gotten some questions from folks who are struggling with accessing and making their VPNs work and uh, accessing their work resources. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, w- explain what, you know, what's a VPN service do and what does it allow you to access? Yes. How's that work? So um, my wife is a nurse, and so she has to access her healthcare portals and stuff uh, securely. The VPN, if you run it on a device, it creates a secure tunnel and nobody can see what's in the tunnel. So if you're talking to a database at a hospital or something, if you make an ordinary connection, the data travels. It's encrypted, but it travels in the clear and people can see that you're connected to a hospital database. When you're on a VPN, all it can see is that you're there. 
It doesn't know what you've connected to, and it can't see what's passing between it. So many uh, high security industries want you to use a virtual private network, a VPN, when you access uh, anything uh, sensitive. And it's turned, it used to be a real hassle. It used to be just really uh, difficult to administrate and keep running and, and fine tune. And in the past few years, it's become a kind of a no-brainer. You can just get an app and pay a couple bucks a month and your device will just do it. Do you have a favorite? What's mine called? Hold on. I don't even know what it's, it's so, called. It, it, I mean, the one, the, I'm, the one using, I'm using is ExpressVPN, but I've also... That's yeah, the ones, that's it. Yeah, Express yeah. VPN. They're so yeah. easy and uh, yeah. and and fast. I think that was the initial concern from a lot of folks is that as soon as you start encrypting your connection by VPN, everything slows down. And I haven't had that experience. I haven't yeah. noticed any, any... I hardly ever use yeah. it because here's the thing. For, I don't do a lot of secure stuff. And mostly when I'm on my phone, I'm on cellular where it doesn't matter. So it's only for Wi-Fi. And so when I'm on Wi-Fi, if I like want to... If I want to go look at my bank stuff or uh, interact with my credit card, I will use my VPN. The challenge is if you're at a coffee shop, right? You're at a coffee shop, you turn on your VPN. Yep. Or or uh, at an airport or, you know, any any place where you're using public Wi-Fi. You, you'd want to use a VPN. Now, here's a, here's a tip. If you want to be secure, turn off Wi-Fi and let your cellular data do the connection to your sensitive thing because that is encrypted end-to-end. And while they might be able to see that you're connected to something, they can't see what you're sending back and forth. It's, it's to, you know, so if you turn off Wi-Fi, you uh, eliminate the threat of your stuff being intercepted or uh, misused. So if I'm at a coffee shop, if I didn't have a VPN, like I don't think I have it installed on my MacBook. So if I was at a coffee shop using my MacBook Pro, I would turn on my cellular mode <laughs> Yeah, you know, I would turn on what's hot called hotspot hot on hot my spot. phone and use that, not Starbucks yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, and that way, you know that you're you're protected even without right. a VPN. But you know that uses up your data. Plan. And we we've been talking about just consumer uh, VPNs. Some companies require you to use their VPN because it tunnels directly into specific servers to access privileged information. Correct. But if if you work for that company, There's, you have IT yeah, people. Call them. You consume them. <laughs> <laughs> Look how we bring it all back around. I well, I have been yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say there was a question about HIP, HIPAA friendly tech, and I would say that that kind of goes back to if you're in an environment where you have have to have HIPAA friendly tech, you need to talk to your IT people. You need to talk to your manager. You need to talk to them to kind of figure out. I do want to talk about HIPAA real quick if I could just jump in because this is it is more complicated than maybe it sounds like we're making it because a number of services like for example Zoom. Um first of all what is HIPAA? HIPAA is the the Health Insurance Privacy Act, right? And so it allows you to uh exchange uh, personally identifying information with authorized HIPAA, uh, covered entities, right? If you're a, you could be a, uh, psychotherapist working out of your home office. You could be an insurance broker. You could be working for a large insurance company. All of those things are HIPAA, HIPAA, uh, entities, protected entities or covered entities, they call them. And the, the challenge is, there are two levels of sort of HIPAA that I've been seeing in the in the marketplace. Zoom is HIPAA 
uh, meets the requirements of HIPAA in terms of their technology. It is not, you are not covered under HIPAA by just using Zoom. To do that, you have to have a business associate agreement. That actually is the the contract that Zoom signs on your behalf to become your HIPAA authorized broker of transmit. So if anything is ever, um, you know, if any uh, personally identifying information is ever leaked as a result of using Zoom, Zoom then becomes your authorized representative and you are thus protected. To do that on Zoom, you've got to pay $200 uh, additionally a month to become, to get that business associate agreement. And there are companies like VC and um, Doxy.me. These are telemedicine companies that you have to have that BAA in place in order to be covered and protected. So there is, I'm going to put a link in the show notes on, uh, from the, um, uh, the uh, da, 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 fast facts from the hhs.gov so that you can see if you're dealing with any personally personal private information, you have to have a BAA in place. You can't just use Zoom and think you're protected. You are not. Uh, same thing with Google Apps. You can get a BAA in place if you're using Google Apps. Uh, all of these things, it's really important. Because of the time that we are living in right now, HHS has relaxed some of the requirements because so many therapists and, and uh, SLPs and all of these people who used to deal directly in their offices are now at home, they have relaxed some of the regulations so that you can get around some of the filing requirements and some of the, some of the pregnancy. But please, it varies by state. It ver- it is in- it's in complicated. You've got to look at your own state's regulations, your licensing, licensing board regulations, and HHS for, for the overarching policy. Sorry, Nikki, go ahead. Well, no, I was just thinking, because I work with a couple of therapists myself, and I know that 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 is the case. And they have like one particular therapist has their own program that has already been filtered this. Yeah. So like they're okay to just go use it. So are you talking to the people? Cause I guess my point of, you know, talk to your manager, talk to your IT people, the, the business side of whoever you work for should know these things. So are you talking to, are you talking to the people that are like, independent practices yeah because those practices okay. have been turned upside down right and, yeah. and, okay. and 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 there are so many of them right there are really are so many of them and I think that one of the the question that we got um, was uh, specifically this I'd like some discussion on HIPAA friendly tech like ordinary in civilian settings I'd use things like slack Google voice text etc but there are tech solutions that are HIPAA friendly and work are there tech solutions that are HIPAA friendly and work better than others I'd also like a good Kanban-style task tracker that's HIPAA-friendly. I'd usually use Trello. Well, that's a really good question. If you are including personally identifying uh, identifying information about a client or a patient that normally would be protected information, Trello is not an option for you, right? You cannot use it because they don't even offer a BAA, right? It, you can't get one. So that's why I bring up a BAA. If you are moving home and you want to use a personal technology solution that is house, housed on the web in a place where you don't know where that data lives, uh, you have to have that level of agreement with that organization. And, um, and so that's really important. And I think, Nikki, to your point, 
this question gets to the nuance of your statement. Just because you work for a big company, now that you're at home, you might be in in uh, like I- intrigued to use a custom ser- or service that is available to you know everybody. You might just decide I'm going to put together a Trello board and start tracking. Well, my I stuff would hope that you don't, because if you because I just think like my my daughter's therapist had. I mean, we went through all kinds of hoops for them to talk, and you know. Yeah, don't do that. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you or have at a, least that's do the research first. There, right, you know, right, are, yeah. ask that question of whatever provider that you're doing. And there are all kinds of places uh, of tools right now that are spinning up around telemedicine, like productivity and telemedicine. And and it's important to be looking at those those services. So I'm, I'll move on from that. But I, I've been helping a lot of therapists in the last two weeks make this transition. And it's vastly more complicated than uh, than any of them know. So I mean, we say like, please don't do this. But that is an easy answer to people who are really struggling to to move their entire profession to a home office and they've never done it. Well, and again, I'm separating that from the solo entrepreneur who has that, their own practice. Like, I totally get that. You're on your own. The people that work for a, you know, that have that that business structure rely on them, too. Like, they, they're a resource. But little people need to do exactly what Pete's saying. You know, you have to do the research and find out what you... You know, I'm not a real doctor. I just <laughs> yeah. play one on TV. Us too, right? I mean, we just pretend. <laughs> All right. Well, it's my middle name, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean I'm a real, real doctor. doctor. Uh, I, I got one more technical uh, sort of infrastructural question that we got uh, before we get is to... Is the internet going to break? Is the internet going to break, yeah. uh, Bob? I don't think so. I, I, it might, but... <laughs> the indications are that it can handle all the traffic. I don't know if Zoom can handle all the traffic it's going to get in the next yeah. few weeks. I don't know how they're fixed, but the internet in general is very robust and very redundant. Um, traffic can flow a lot of different ways. And I don't see any indications that, you know, we've hit capacity or that any parts of it are broken. So uh, I think you'd get some warning. I think you'd start to see complaints from people. You know, the internet's down before it goes down, but I think it's unlikely. I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's built with a, enough robust uh, fault yeah. tolerance that no matter what part of it got affected, most of it would still work anyway. It's not one thing that can be broken. It's a lot of interconnected parts that are redundant. And if one fails, something else can take over for it. And it may slow down because it's going to be getting a lot more traffic than usual. But I don't think it'll break. I uh, we I had one day where like, I live right in the middle of Portland's uh, Intel community, right? And so that first day that our big Intel facilities went work at home. We had thousands of people in my neighborhood all turn on their computers at the same time. And I felt the glitch. I was getting a fraction of the speed that I pay for, but I, to- Are you on a cable modem? And so- Oh, really? And so what I- but there was so much demand so on your, your much pipe. demand. And it because, you know, I mean, all that internet that was going to one facility and managed with their at, at their infrastructure is now on our home. I'll tell you, it has been 
just smooth sailing ever since. I've been really impressed with how quickly it is. I read an article uh, uh, from uh, an interview with AT&T said, you know, we've seen our our demand up 70%, but we are, uh, we provision for overcapacity. We provision to be resilient, just as you were saying, Bob. I mean, it it feels like we're okay. I've tested my cable modem speeds and yes, they are a little slower during the day, but they always would, would fluctuate based on load and they're not slow. They're just a little, a little behind what they would be if the kids weren't yeah. in school, if the kids were in school and people were at work in their offices. But they're still darn you, good. I didn't notice any time where it, where it really fell off noticeably. And I've been testing regularly because I want to know if it's like starting. Well, to I'm great. curious, speaking of just home tech and devices, you know, what, what do you recommend for folks who are feeling the pressure? Now, let's just say, you know, uh, uh, families at home, kids are trying to do school online. They're watching a lot of stuff and you're trying to get your job done. I, I look at my router and I am incredibly pleased with how well it is handled. Uh, but. I think about my old router and it was terrible. Do you have any recommendations for like, uh, you know, home routing tech that it's, it's easy for folks? Oh, I, I love my I love my routing tech. It's Eero, okay. E-E-R-O. It's a mesh. Uh, it costs $299 for three nodes, a home base station and two satellites. It covers my whole house way better than my other uh, single router and an extender. Mm-hmm. Way better. I, I have coverage in the yard where I didn't have any uh, good coverage. I can go on my deck and work. I can go in my garage now. The whole house is covered. It does security. It intercepts threats. It um, has a really great iOS app that shows me whatever I need to know. It shows me who's connected, which devices are connected. It lets me know when someone new joins the network. Uh, all kinds of stuff my old router didn't do. But it's very simple. I set it up in five minutes. Uh, basically, you plug it in, plug it in one connection, and you're done. Uh, it's just, it's fabulous consumer tech. Excellent. Um, if you don't have a router or your internet coverage around your house from Wi-Fi isn't great, look at this stuff. Um, I think Amazon just bought them not too long ago. But the product is still great. As far as I can tell, they're improving it regularly. The app gets updated all the time. I actually bought their $10 a month security package because it includes one password for my family, which I was paying $5.99 a month for before. And it does a bunch of other stuff. And it comes with a VPN. I, I don't know if it's Express. VPN well, and that's really handy because you have put a VPN on your router and it protects all the, all the traffic to your house. Any devices. Correct. It's, I like the Euro stuff a lot. And if you're not a techie, you'll love the app. It's really simple. You know, it's just, it's all graphical. There's nothing to really configure. Basically plug it in, press the button and it works. Great recommendation. Euro uh, link in the show notes if you can't find it. But again, Amazon bottom. It's easy to find on Amazon. Uh, if you, if you're looking for something like that, it might really uh, help improve your home speeds if your uh, old router is struggling. Uh, that's it. Now, uh, Bob, we got to give you a chance to talk about this course that you're doing. Oh, well, it's called Working Smarter for Mac Users. It's based on the book of the same name. A lot of people asked if I was going to teach a class about it. And so I tried a new thing and created a five-hour online course. And it's been really just overwhelming, uh, gratifying for me. 
Because when I sell a book, I don't really have any contact with the person after that. Maybe they'll send me a note at the end and say thank you or it helped or whatever. But with an online course, I'm the, I'm the instructor and I'm also the guy that answers questions on the, uh, discussion boards. And so I'm, I'm like in contact with the students when they have a problem. I'm the one they talk to. And so I get good, good feedback out of this that I never got from the book. Uh, the host that I use, Thinkific, it's just great. I made one video and they optimized it for all platforms. You can watch the lessons anywhere um, on any device that's got a web browser and a good internet connection. The lessons are mostly under 10 minutes because I have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a lot of them are under five minutes because I thought small digestible right. chunks. It's like if something took more than 15 minutes, it's broken up over a couple of segments. So you can really take this stuff a little at a time, set aside 20 minutes a day and watch one or two lessons. And in a month, you'll be done and you'll just have a, a mountain of knowledge. And, and you're the first to hear this. So because of the zombie apocalypse, I was going to try to offer the, the course at a, a massively reduced cost I'd love to offer it for free, but I pay for my students on Thinkific. It's a software as a service. So to make sure that I can, uh, service all the students, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the price 90%. So it, it sells for $4.99 and you can get it now for the next, uh, until the zombies go away for $49. Wow. And I'm going to make, uh, this, this will be, uh, It'll take a few minutes after the okay. show ends for me to create the coupon code and make it happen. But uh, I'm going to make this coupon code take control ADHD. Perfect. And that will be for 90% off. And uh, you can go to my website, workingsmarterformacusers.com. And in the buy section, just click on the course and, and this coupon code will get you 90% off. That's fantastic. That's, that's Thank very you. generous. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with the community. I wish I could give yeah. it away for free. If I didn't have to pay for each student I sign up, I would I would give it away for free until mm -hmm. it was full, until I couldn't handle any more students. But if you're if you're bored at home and you've got uh issues with focus and getting stuff done, believe me, it'll be the best $49 you ever spent. And by the way, I have a money back guarantee, 30-day money back guarantee, even for $49. If you take the course and it doesn't do it for you, ask for a refund, cheerful. Happy to do it. Haven't had to yet. Perfect. I want to say uh, uh, on behalf of, of Bob there that if you learn, if you're a Mac user and you learned that option click the notification icon to go into Do Not Disturb or D&D, &D, as those of us in the business say, that core is worth every bit of its $49. It's worth every bit of the $4.99, I'll tell you that, because... I just learned that trick. And I've even been through the book, but because of ADHD, I didn't remember that clearly. <laughs> so uh, it's that's a great trick. So thank you so much, uh, Bob, for sharing there. Yes, thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, if you're going to take the course, leave a leave yeah. a message in one of the discussion boards and say Excellent. hi. And you know, right. even if you don't have yeah, a question. Well, thank great. you, friend, for stopping by. We sure appreciate your time. My pleasure. Anytime. Always happy to do this. Um, it's my obsession. I mean, this is... This is not uh, maybe the most profitable <laughs> thing I could do, but it's the thing I love most. So keep doing it. Uh, I keep doing it. 
appreciate it. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Thank Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Love the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. On behalf of the great Bob, Dr. Mac Levitas, and Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 